All right, Phillies fans, welcome back to the 215 Senior Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Matt Kerwin, and I'm joined together by Connor Doherty and Dylan Campbell. Boy, oh boy, was last night, last night, May 5th, Cinco de Mayo, Cinco de Failio, because that's literally what happened. And we literally have nothing nice to say, or do we? What do you think? I guess, I guess we have some nice things to say. You know, and I, we will get to sink or to failure. I like that. And it does say it's a pretty depressing thing. I remember my dad was my dad was coming home from a funeral and he thought the Phillies had won and I just told him they lost. And then that just sent his night into a complete tailspin. But on <laughs> that, a good note, that, that is so bad. It is so bad. And it was like, this is really rough. And it's like midnight. <laughs> I felt awful. But on oh a better note. I am happy that at least Nola showed up and that was in his text to me, you know, seven innings, one and run three hits, seven K's in the last three starts. He's gone seven innings, April 24th, yep. six innings, and then seven innings. And then if you look at, so this is just huge and it goes along Nola and Wheeler who's throwing hard again and throwing well with authority, which is huge. Look at Nola's last 15 starts of 2021. He pitched more than six innings only twice and he hit six innings only four times so i don't know i didn't watch him last night i don't know what his velo is looking like i know his velo has been a little bit down 91 92 but the curve he was hitting 94 was he hitting 94 he hit 94 he was hitting 94 95 at times um his curveball was great his changeup was phenomenal last night good like oh my god that thing like he looked like I haven't seen Aaron Nola. Nola? Like, like it was, he was, you know, when you saw him in 2018, 2019, where he was just like, he would be in the zone and he looked like he was sleepwalking or sleep pitching where it's just like, he just he always looks there. tired. He, looked, he always <laughs> just looks so laid back. Like, and it's just like, he just goes out there and he just like, he, he executed his, his plan so well last night like and he does well against the Mets like that's the thing he's mm-hmm. notoriously done well against the Mets um he was he was phenomenal last night I think he only walked one person last night that's been and, huge which is huge I mean obviously you know the typical Aaron Aaron Nola you know home run was given up as per usual I mean you know home runs per nine is always going to be bad for this man we, we we know that all too well but like you know, outside of that, you know, he had a seven-one, seven-one lead. You know, leaving the seventh, and you know, Jerry's I mean, what familiar, more can you ask for? Like, what, what more? Can I, you I know Jerry's Familia came in and had a shut it, like killed it as well. I mean, they weren't going to put Alvarado in because you know Alvarado and Dom Smith have like a big feud. They were talking about it, um, but like you know, they brought in Norwood, who has been doing well, and Norwood did well. I, I honestly think they should have just left him in after he got the first out. Um, I think Joe should have left him in. I think he got a little frantic. I mean, obviously, yes, six run, like he gave up a, a two run home run to Lindor, but, you know, I think he could have managed to get out of it. I think it would have been good for his confidence and just, you know, him trying to at least get out number two. You know what I mean? Um, I think that, you know, bringing Canable in was, that was a frantic move by Joe Girardi. And by I understand, man. yeah, I mean, like, I mean, the dude should be worried. I mean, he, he, like, I he, he probably, 
he should be. I mean, like, to be fair, like, even, even some of the announcers were saying, like, how disgraceful that was as a loss. I mean, they're not blaming necessarily, like, Joe Girardi. Like, no one's actually blaming Joe Girardi for the loss. But he even said, like, that was the worst loss of his career in the Phillies, you know, last night. As like the worst tenured like loss with like the Phillies and I mean yeah I mean I, I I don't know it's 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 frustrating to see that you know Gabe Kapler is having so much success with the San Francisco Giants out west and last year and Girardi has just been the most average to subpar manager that has not been able to get this team over the hump and so. I think what you're saying there with no one's putting the loss on him but in a contract year and I'm Interested to hear what you think, Connor, about Girardi's future, and is he just tunneling us into losses? In a contract year, it's not not being credited for a loss, but it's being credited for a win, and that really hasn't been seen out of Girardi. I think he's gone after this year. What do you guys think about his future, and is, is he tunneling this team downwards, or is it just the team? Uh, well, first of all, I want to go back to when Joe Girardi was first brought in. You know, after it took John Milton – like two weeks after the season ended to fire Gabe Kapler. Uh, I think he did say that, you know, bringing in Joe Girardi was, had a similar impact of bringing in like an all-star player, an impact batter, yeah. uh, you know, a, a, a top-notch reliever. Yeah. That makes like, like a so huge far. difference. There was, it, he, he, I think he even equated it to bringing in Bryce Harper to the Phillies and how that would impact and change the team. Yeah. So far, uh, Girardi has not only had a losing record, uh, he's mismanaged the hell out of the bullpen. He, he consistently just makes terrible decisions. He loves playing Roman Quinn. Roman Quinn is He's 30 years old now. No, no, don't get me started. Like, don't we get know me what started. it is. We know what it is. Pump the brakes on the Roman thing. I do see. I have a question for you guys, though. Like an actual general question. I did not get to see the game last night because, you know, me, school. You no, know, we don't get cable up in the middle of fucking nowhere at KU. So <laughs> why was Roman Quinn in the game? Is that he's in France um, or Castellanos? Yeah, so Castellanos got hit in the hand last night Uh, and he was taken out in the sixth inning and Roman Quinn was put in uh, just to finish off the game and write. So that's why he was put in. And, you know, I mean, honestly, like, you know, of course, like, you know, the Mets are probably going to try to, you know, start hitting people because they've been hit so many times this season because they love to do that. They're such a diva franchise. I know. It really is. Okay. So, Bruised yeah. wrist, though, not to interrupt. Sorry. Yeah, bruised yeah, wrist. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. I mean, okay, they said so. it, they said it, they said it wasn't broken. They, I, I don't know if he's going to be out for an extended period of time, but uh, he probably wouldn't have played tonight. So it's good that the game yeah. got out. Uh, yeah. I think. I mean, we know Quinn sucks, uh, but I do want to go over the la- the lineup from last night. I thought that was Dude, one of the left. best lineups that they actually put out. Last night, with Bone like, not no, leading just, off. No, 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 no. Just like I did, love like Bohm it, like Schwarber, Bone, Harper, and then Castianos. Like I love that top four right there. Like I really do. I actually really do you love like Schwarber leading off. I love Bone in the two hole. I love Bone in think? the two hole. Schwarber leading off is like you know, eh. I'm more of a Gene Segura guy leading mm-hmm. off. I really am. 
Um, I actually am not too, you know, I'm okay with Oduble even leading off. I know it yeah. sounds really weird, but like it doesn't sound as weird as getting a slow person who is low average. That, yeah, that's in I my mean, head. I mean, like, but the thing is, Oduble hits at least 265, which is like that's no slouch for a major league ball player. So he's got streaky, speed though. He's got speed. He uses it, misuses it just like Roman Quinn does. Overruns the bag, gets tagged out like an idiot. Yeah, but like. You know, we, we, we know we just have to live with that with Odubel. I know, I know, I he know you have that to live with that with Odubel, but, but we don't have to live with Roman Quinn is my whole thing. That's someone who could be easily deleted from this. I think he from will. This organization. And he, and I think he will too, but it, it really depends. I think they're just going to keep him for depth. They're just going to throw him in the minors and, you know, because now that was it, I think players get five options in a season now. Wow. Right? Is it like three or five and options in a season? Like I don't even know. It. I know they wanted to limit it because who did the Phillies use last year? They just kept going back and forth. Was it Mayton? Mayton uh, and Williams. Williams. Luke who's Williams. now on the Giants. So Okay, well, let, let Luke Williams be on the Giants. I'm, I'm not convinced. Of yeah, but quickly again, back to the lineup. The Phillies left 22 men on base last night. Wow. <laughs> 22. And we scored seven runs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 12 hits, seven runs, 22 left on base, six strikeouts. Hoskins had two of them. When are we going to talk about Hoskins hitting 187? Whenever you want. Let's talk about it then. Let's talk about it. All right, all right. I'm ready to go in on him now. <laughs> what do you guys think about a lineup? Schwarber left field, Boom first base. Harper DH until he's healthy. Castellanos right field. Real Muto behind the plate. Mm-hmm. Uh, Segura, Odubel, and then Camargo at third. I'm fine with that. I think it's the future. I think if we had any, I think, look, I, I don't know. Listen, I want to get rid of him. I've been wanting I agree. to get rid of Reese Hoskins yeah. for over yeah. a year. I just year don't now. think he has any value right now, which is hard. He has some, but if he could get his value up a little bit, I think that will be the lineup. Post All Star yeah. break or post yeah. trade deadline, rather. The thing, the thing that worries me is I like Camargo a lot, and Camargo was always supposed to be, you know, a franchise cornerstone player yeah. for the future. Starter. I just, I you know, a starter. Like I still think I'm he's still, on a minor league deal. He is on a minor like, league I, deal. I don't know what he's I, getting paid, but I don't know. He's oh no, no, no! He was deal. on a minor league deal last year, but when I think they might have renegotiated during the off season or something like that. But like I, I don't know, I just like. Johan Camargo as your starting third baseman, like, I don't really know if that's, you know, for a team that went over the luxury tax for this team, you know, an organization that went on over the luxury tax for this team. I don't really know. It's playing good defense. I mean, I know. Yeah. I get get what you're saying. There's nothing really wrong with it. No, I know. I I, I get it. And, you know, I just want to see more wins though, above replacement more so than, you know, just wins period. But like yeah. you know, I'm just like because like Hoskins is is yeah. just negative, just a negative, just period. Like he can't play anywhere. He can't play. I in think the outfield, that's the thing, and is, he can't play in in first base. And so you might as well to have him. Hoskins start at first though, and then have Camargo at third, or do you keep Hoskins starting? Like the payoff between the two, you know what I mean? He, see, What's the worst I, I, look? I, I don't know because like if you move Bohm to first, 
which I think and is he, a waste, but which I think is a waste too, because I think that Bohm is supposed to be your, you know, your prospect for the future guy that you have like <laughs> four more five years. Pick? <laughs> Number five pick. Like, I mean, he, I mean, he's, he's supposed he's to be, he's good. He is good. He's not a bad third baseman. I know he's made a couple of errors, but like he's calmed down a lot. I, I just think that, you know, it would be a waste to move him because first base I see being a spot for JT Real Muto in the next couple of years, like in the yeah. last couple of years of his deal. In the last couple JT, of years of the deal. Yeah, you know, like when he's 33 or 34, mm-hmm. you know, I see Real Muto just transitioning fully to first base. And possibly – good. <laughs> I mean, he can feel – we know he'd be he really good. Base. He'd be really good right now. You know, yeah. but the oh, thing yeah. is, and, and, and yeah, I love, sure. yeah, yeah, and you know, I, I love Garrett Stubbs behind behind the plate. He also gets on base. You know, I I'm a big Garrett Stubbs fan. It's it's a shame that Marshawn got injured because I'd be fine with the tandem of catcher of Marshawn and and Stubbs behind the plate. Trade Hoskins for whatever bullpen help, or even maybe even another starting pitcher. You package him with someone, gets a fresh start somewhere like. So, you know, like it could happen. You know, I feel like Hoskins would be great. We trade him to Oakland. We get Frankie Montes. It would happen. Do they you, would take him. It'd be huge. Yeah. Do you guys think of a bigger lead? Sorry, a bigger need would be getting rid of Hoskins and getting something for that or getting a prime closer? I like Canable, though. I'm not mad. Like, can I like last... able to, but I think you can never have enough bullpen arms. Yeah, I agree. Okay. I agree that 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 is true, and I'm fine with that. And honestly, like, I mean, it depends on who you package Hoskins with. Right now, I'd like to package Zach Eflin with uh, Hoskins and just get him out because he's on a contract year, and Eflin is always going to be a four or a five. He will. Yeah. And You're right. <laughs> I, never healthy. Any, I mean, like the thing is, listen. I I mean, like, I want a starting pitcher a more reliable starting pitcher, you know, you think it might be crazy to trade Eflin over like Gibson, for instance, but Gibson's been eating innings. He's been actually pitching well. He's pitched. I think he has a sub three ERA right now. It's like two nine five or something like that. So it's like, I value that way more. I mean, anything could happen in the next couple of months. He could blow up and go up to a five and we don't even know, but like, you know, it also started last year after the trade, he started really well. And then, I think yeah. he really, really tailed off towards the end of the year. Uh, He's the worst kind of pitcher yeah. for that's, this that's team. That's Zach Eflin in the nutshell, too, because yeah. he starts off the year where he'll go like 5-0, and oh, and then he'll end the year get going 5-8 and eight and getting injured. Like, what am I supposed to do with that? Do, do you, you guys know? think it's funny how they like to call pitchers sinker brawlers, and they are, and really that just means they get shelled on a consistent basis. Like, sinker yeah, brawler, but- <laughs> he gets hit hard on the ground, a.k.a., like. But like, and it's supposed to mean that like the guys behind you are supposed to back you up and get the ground balls. But I'm like, yeah. why did we? Why did? Why did we sign a team full of first basemen playing got the like biggest ground ball pitchers in the in the league? <laughs> and we don't have any guys who can field ground balls. I need Jenmar Gomez back. I think we need Jenmar back. We do. Oh my god! But uh, we absolutely also, do. Also. A uh, sneaky 321 average and 1047 OPS for a double. Yeah, I know. I mean, he's been, he, he's been, yeah, but like, when, when's the cold streak start? That's all I'm saying. Like, yeah. It, yeah. It's going to happen for two weeks where he, he's going to go from 321 to 230, and then he'll go up to 265. 
And Joe's just going to keep – Joe will probably move him up to leadoff. You know? The average goes down. I mean, he let off a couple of games, <laughs> you know, but, like, I think he oh, let off go one. 0 for 5 with three strikeouts. He'll be leading off the next game. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, then, but then during that game, he goes 4 for 4 as the leadoff hitter. Like, that's the – Yeah, and then Joe will, like, double switch him for Roman Quinn. Right, but then it, <laughs> it's just, just like, like no improvement defensively. It's it's, it's it's just like there's there's which you know I I I just like don't know like the one thing that I've been thinking about who's going to be the interim manager by the end of May because I'm telling you right now Joe Girardi is not going to be the manager by the end of May. He who's the manager at the end of the year? Who do they? I hope they don't. They're, they're not going to hire a Dusty because Dusty doesn't know how to fix their base. Two managers in one year. What? That would be impressive. I mean, it'd, it'd be I'm a sure. Flyers move, right? <laughs> Mikey, well, the Flyers technically <laughs> waited until after the year. Okay, it was, that's it true. Was like they, the did. they did. It was the day after. We weren't months. together when it happened. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, but you know, like the thing is, like I know they're going to probably have someone like the bench coach step up to like take over for Joe if they do fire him at the end of the month. But the thing is, I also Which think is like Joe's going from one dumbass to another. Right. So Joe Girardi yeah. is also in a huge disadvantage right now because the Phillies. Like this month's schedule is like they're playing the Dodgers twice, they're playing the Mariners, they're playing the Braves for the first time. They're so screwed. If they can't the Mets for the nineteenth and twentieth time. Yeah, I mean, like the thing is if they can't get out of this month at five hundred, there's like it's like he Joe Girardi needs to make this team a five hundred team by the end of the month. And God knows we know he can do it. He's done it the last couple of years. It's so it's like the talent is there to do it. I know it is and honestly just trusting your players. It is, and and you know, like I honestly want him to stay on to finish this lame duck season that he's got going on. Um, I don't, but I I do like I, I do have faith in him. I do have faith. In, I have faith in the team. Let, let's first. be real. Girardi or uh, the Sixers guy, Doc Rivers. Doc Rivers, hundred percent. Doc's Doc's done. I mean, Doc ruined our yeah. playoffs chances. I hate Doc Rivers with a burning passion. I think he's awful. Yeah, yeah. Doc. Doc's definitely gone first for sure. <laughs> I hate Doc. Uh, we have a we have a running joke in my apartment up at school. We can uh, like we watch the games, games on like Stream East or whatever, and then we just get them up on the on the on the TV. We think Doc Rivers' hairline is like tattooed onto his head. Oh, it's fake. It's it's definitely yeah. tattooed. It's that. <laughs> It's like painted yeah. on, it's like a little like pinpoint. <laughs> oh no, no, the, the painted, the painted hair. <laughs> yeah. Oh god, so many people have been going on about that. Um, but what do you like? Who do you think would replace Girardi? Like, who do you think? Who's out there that would even be? Like, I don't even know any Charlie? other possible. No, Charlie's not coming back, bro. Come on. Charlie's not coming back, nor should Charlie come back. I like him in the consulting role. I like him as a visitor, as someone who Charlie's still alive. No, I'm just um, yes, he, wow. he is. It's just <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah, I'm wow. Kidding. That I, man I, gave you a, a World Series. Be thankful. I'm I, I, I love listen, Charlie. <laughs> I, I I do love Charlie. I love hitting season. I love I love I love his whole thing. Everybody hits, you know. Like I really do. But it's like I don't think that you know. I mean. I just don't know. I don't think he should be like signed on to a long-term deal. He's very old. You know, like to finish off the season, like I I don't know who would be it, but I also don't know. know How much energy that would give the team though? Like if they're still 500 come the, come August and, you know, no one's in the division yet. And they just, you know, they, they finally can, 
that tool Girardi and they brought in Charlie <laughs> Manuel just for the rest of the season. That team would win two thirds of the game at least. I don't know about that. They did it uh, when he was a hitting coach. They did. I think Bryce Harper yeah. walked off Grand Slam like two games later. Oh, that was amazing. I know. Is, I, I know. Is Girardi liked in the locker room? Do, like, do we seems, know? It, do we have? It, it a, seems like it. As far as I know, it seems like it. Like I haven't like felt like any inclination that he isn't. But I'm also like, I feel like this team. Like I've talked about it before. There, this team has no fight. No. Like, no. you know, like it I looks just, like I the just, Sixers. Like, they look tired when they get out not, there. They not don't even, look motivated. Yeah, they, they don't look motivated. Like every when they lost the game. Old. When they when they lost the game last night, I was looking at all of their faces. Like, do you guys even care? The bullpen sitting in their freaking lawn chairs and they're just like seeing six runs go off and i'm just like are you guys not pissed i mean girardi should have screamed at them i'm serious after last game this is what you have to do i know they're men and i know they're under getting millions and millions and more than you but he's like getting or someone he's got a it comes to a point i don't know what his style is i don't i have no idea what girardi is really like as a manager other than what we yeah. infer this is where you have to like yell at your team i'm serious okay. I know. Like, it's just you like, gotta like pull I mean, Billy Bean. I, just I mean, like, dude, he he literally like he just keeps saying it's like we have the talent. These guys can do it. They just need to do it. And he's not wrong. He's not wrong. No, at all. he is a hundred percent right. He says the right things to the media, but he makes regardless. Regardless, it's a great if he says interview. It's, yeah, he's he, he. I mean, like when you are the manager of the New York Yankees for as long as he was, like you you got to know what you're good. doing. You're gonna be good. But like the thing is, just because of the press and everything. But the thing is, he's not saying the wrong thing at all. And regardless if it is for the media or isn't for the media, if he means what he says, which I assume he does, I don't think he would say something that he didn't mean more or less, you know, as like from a coaching perspective like that, by saying like he has the talent, the team has the talent, they just need to execute it. Better. No, I think he's earnest. I think he's absolutely right. I think that, you know, this team just isn't executing. I, I also think that there's could be some things that he could be doing better that no one seems to be saying or just either people complain about, but then are like, oh, you're going to go after Girardi again, even though he's like, you know, like there's so many guys out there on Twitter who are like, you know, protecting Girardi, but there are also people who are just like, fire this man. Like he's already like screwing over the season. He's wasting time. I don't really know where we're at right now. I, 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 I know it's, it's I not, know. we're past the point of saying it's too early. I, I've already, I, 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 I think the it's too early thing is done. I think That's, it's an all-star break firing if if shit just goes downhill and like connor talked about in another podcast it's you know we really have a two-year window it's not really a three-year window and then you otherwise yeah. you have to pack it up and plan for the future like you've both said and if it goes down yeah. shit's creek i think jordy's yanked at the all-star break the weird thing to me is and i just like not being a good baseball blogger journalist writer or whatever i need to do more digging on it i don't know where you guys stand other leagues like the NFL and the NBA, you have an idea of who the buzzy good coaches are. I yeah. do not know you don't get MLB that at all. You don't get that. It's not in the no. media. I have no, no I know. clue. And the only way you know that, I mean, like there are like some buzzy coaches that you can get. Like there's obviously like the ones that are like notorious. Like you know, before they hired Girardi, before they hired Buck Showalter, before they hired yeah. Dustin Joe Baker. Madden type. Like yeah. Joe Matt, like Joe Madden's. You know, e even um. 
you know, AJ Hinch, Alex mm-hmm. Cora, going back to the Red Sox, yeah. you know, like, you know, some of these guys, but there's also some of the young uh, up and coming guys who are like, you know, they were like these guys bench coaches or mm. they're like the pitching coach for like yeah. a, a random team, one of the ran- one of the teams um, or they're like the triple A affiliate manager, you know, like those are the, Craig those Council are the guys. Type. Craig yeah. Council type, like, you know, even the, you know, was it the guy who's uh, was, I think the Diamondbacks hired this past season. Um, don't, don't ask me. I'm sorry. I yeah. yeah. No but, idea. <laughs> no, it's just like, you know, but it, it's like, you know, even like, 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 but, it, but there's also the guys like Tony La Russa who come out of retirement, Joe Girardi, who have been, so you know, funny. TV analysts that just like come, come out of, you know, you know, have having the job a few years ago or five years ago or whatever. It's like, it's stuff like that, that like, you can hire those guys and, you know, they'll bring their name brand and their type of coaching style and whether or not they've decided to go with analytics or they're just got whatever. What about like a former player? Like I, I, I don't really Chase have Utley. in mind, but Chase Utley, Chase Utley's the guy I want. You know why? Because when it comes to Mets, I don't think he Mets, would want to. He, yeah, he. I don't think he's ready. I don't think he wants to coach yet. But is I think he coaching he at all, or is he just on TV? I think he's just on TV. I think he's but like, doing something with the Dodgers right now. Yeah. Oh yeah, he's working. He, I think he works at the with the Dodgers, like as like a some type of consultant advisor advisory role but the thing is he he does he does appear he does appear on television and stuff like that but you know who i equate him a lot to chase utley is like i don't know if you guys saw the jj reddick take on like the sixers like before game two happened and how he was like talking about doc and starting DeAndre Jordan. he was just basically like you know we don't need to start deandre jordan he's too old to be starting in a playoff game put the right guy in doc needs to start doing what he should be doing and he also i mean like basically more or less in in so many words that's what he was saying and a lot of people were like oh you know maybe you know jj reddick could be the coach of the sixers next you know i mean i I, i'd love it if he was you know but like the thing is like chase utley's got that grit that like you know the villain because you know jj reddick at duke jj reddick period was a villain and you you just have to make Chase you got to make sure they're not a Ryan Sandberg, though. And I get it. You just have I to know. make sure it's yeah. not, like, really good player. Hard to, like, why Why aren't you just reading the like scenes of baseball? Yeah. Right. And, and the thing I is, don't know, though. Much, yeah, I don't know. But I feel like Chase Utley is a villain. Chase Utley is a manager. I'd love to see him manage against oh. the Mets. It would be the whole every game. <laughs> no, no, every time. Dude, he hates the Mets so much. And it's just so great because, like, I would – because th- that's, like – they made the second base rule for Chase Utley because he's. I know, but like I also I want the attitude because I feel like if you have a manager with some attitude, maybe the players get some attitude. Because right now, the only players I see with any passion or attitude: Nick Castellanos, Kyle Schwarber, Bryce Harper, and that's about it. Everyone else seems like passionless, emotionless on this ball club. Like I don't, I like, and especially, especially. Reese Hoskins is the most oh. just like dull, d- doesn't look like he even gives a shit, you know, about what he's doing. Out of it. He seems so out of it. And just, I mean, just, and like, you know, I saw him walk off the field after last night's loss. No emotion, just like not even shaking his head. No one's throwing anything. I'd be pissed. Like, I get it's a long season, but it's early. You know what I mean? It's not Don't, like no, it's, that many games. Not but- anymore. Not anymore. But We're like out of you, April. Early is for April and March. 
This is May. We are in May but now. This is the height. This is where everyone like, is primed. We're getting ready. It's not We're like you've played it. too many games to be senseless. Desensitized yeah. is what I'm trying to like. You're, it's not like you're right. Not, like you right. should still be. Yeah, we can still count on the Mets collapsing. You know that's a given. Hopefully, yeah. I I, I assume. But around know. the time when the Mets collapsed, Atlanta starts to get hot. So, yeah, I think we knew it coming into the year that the Phillies are gonna have to fight for a wild card spot. But right now they're putting themselves in a really difficult spot because everyone out west is having an unreal year. Uh, the only. In the central, I think like obviously the Cardinals are still good. I don't know how the Brewer, the Brewers right the Brewers are in first place. They're like yeah, the Brewers are legit. It. Just a classy yeah, uh, organization. Christian Yelich is on on the comeback, man. Christian Yelich is on the rise. Good so man, it's yeah. like you know, I, I think it's about time that the MVP 2018 MVP like really showed his stuff again. So, but. but yeah, Chris, I, I, I mean, we only have a minute left on this recording. I'm gonna throw you guys a name for the manager spot. Okay. Raul Ibanez. I'd love that. I'd love cool. that. He He's a leader. A, he was my he was favorite player on that 2009 team. Really? He was my absolute favorite player. Like, I Ooh. loved him. I would love if he did that, but I'm pretty sure he's, he's working with the Seattle Mariners as, like, an advisory See. role, too. I'm pretty sure he's, he's with them. I don't think. <laughs> I'd love if he if he did, if he took the, if he took so the role. It would be amazing. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, right now I agree. I think that if the Phillies are going to make the playoffs at all, it's going to be as a wild card. I don't know if they're going to make this win this division anymore. We're going to make it, and then we're going to have to play like the Giants or the Dodgers, and it's going to be brutal. But I don't, if we make hey, it, listen, I'm saying. I, I would love I will take playoff baseball. The, do, the, the Giants, playoff 100%. Baseball. Yeah. Playoff, playoff baseball, baseball will be fine. Who cares yeah, if we get swept? Because that's a stepping stone. That's a stepping stone. Mm. Next year will be even better. But anyway. Time to end the show. Everyone, thank you for listening. This is the 215 Seamer Podcast.